Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Sis podcast. It is your host Sharon and in this episode we will be looking at the importance of community and accountability. So if you've listened to episode three of this podcast series you would know that I've talked about a little bit about accountability when it comes to healing And I just wanted to now use that as a little springboard for this episode. And so the first thing I want to say is when healing, when seeking to be transformed and step into newness and, you know, shifting your mindset, don't do it alone. Community is a very important part of this, you know, being accountable and being in community. So why community and why being accountable? I'm assuming that you all who are listening positively want to impact the world and those around you, right? I hope so. And you can't do that alone, or if you really struggle to be around people. There is a saying that two people are better than one for they can help each other succeed. When you are in community, you can help carry another person's burden by being your sister's keeper and looking out for one another. When someone is doing something on their own, the weight is a lot heavier to carry in comparison to when there are two people carrying the load. Whether you're doing something and building something great, you know, two hands are better than one. And in the case where you may be going through things, because let's face it, in this life, we will all go through things. Having people who can help you and support you in those hard times can significantly ease the stress of that hard situation you may be going through. And for others, having people around them, having people in their corner could actually change the outcome of that hardship completely for the better let me just use this example if something just happened to like fall on you and you were like underneath this load you could try to lift it but you may struggle to lift it and you will just be stuck there but where you may have people in your corner who help you who support you who encourages you when you can't encourage yourself they could be there to help you know throw that weight off of you And in them being there to be able to help you lift off that weight, you can now get up and stand up and move forward. I just wanted to say and just share this mini side note that, you know, I'm talking about community and community is very, 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 very important. But I do acknowledge that, you know, there is a time for being alone. Yes, there is a time for being alone, but there is also a time for being in community and around people. Solitude and going away to recuperate, to process through things and to just get clarity and just know where you are at is fine but we must be a people of balance and you need to ensure that you now don't turn that solitude into isolation where you're in isolation now that is not good and where one is in isolation there is definitely a void of community and being a part of community is a very crucial part for our development as people being in community is important for our mental health and our well-being You actually can't truly develop the qualities and characteristics that you need to truly live a fulfilling life in isolation. It just won't happen. It just can't happen. You won't be able to make the impact that you desire to make in life, in yourself and in the lives of other people from living in a place of isolation and not being accountable or being in community. There is another saying that says this, iron sharpens iron. Being in a community refines us in the areas of our character that needs refining and needs growth. And it could be, for example, growing in patience, growing in compassion, or developing further in a particular skill. 
when in community well, when community is done well, it can keep you humble as you will be in a position to learn and be that lifelong learner that we want to be as we go on this journey of transformation. Because like I said, none of us ever arrive. There's always more to learn. And we learn best being around other people. We learn best in community. And also being in community positions us to help others in whatever way, shape or form. And that will stop and prevent us from becoming self-centered and selfish and critical and just me, me, me. Because it's not all about us. It's not all about you, you, you. It's not all about me, me, me. And now I'm talking about community being amazing and the benefits of a community. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. Choosing to be in community does not mean that we won't have friction and that there won't be disagreements. But if that happens, we are to work through those disagreements, work through those conflicts and also allow those type of situations to help you grow and develop as an individual. Don't let issues in community cause you to dismiss it altogether. There will be problems where there are loads of people. There will be issues when people are together because sometimes we rub each other up the wrong way. But never allow that to cause you to dismiss community and forsake something that is so crucial for your development and your growth. Just to share my personal experience, like I have been on a journey where I actually had to learn that community is so important. Before now, I was very anti-community. I experienced, I was one of the people that allowed conflict or hurt in community because hurting community is a real thing. So it caused me to dismiss community altogether. I was just like me, myself and I, but it was not helpful for me. Me not being in community really hindered my own development and growth. And it's actually a part that played in my slipping up and falling back to square one, if I'm being honest, where, you know, old mindsets and old things that I had stepped away from came back, but even worse. You know, I found that I was very self-centered. I was very critical. I was very selfish. I was very rude. And I was very anxious. I didn't know how to love people. I knew the concept of, you know, forgiveness and showing grace to people, you know, making allowances for other people's faults and just not taking things too seriously. But in reality, I didn't know how to really walk that out because I wasn't in community with people where I would need to show grace, forgive on a daily basis. Because, like I said, where there are people, there are going to be issues because we're all unique individuals we're all different and we see things differently and sometimes it's not even too serious but there will be times where we just have disagreements and so I share that to say that you know isolation is not great at all or the answer to conflict within community because where you take away community you're taking away a crucial part of being able to walk in wholeness basically so now I just wanted to specifically speak about accountability so what is an accountability partner and basically an accountability partner just a quick definition of that is a person who assists another person in terms of helping the other person keep a commitment so now I've defined what an accountability partner is I just want to define what it actually means to be accountable like what it means to be a person who is accountable to someone else it is both the ability and willingness to give an honest account for your thoughts, feelings, successes, as well as shortcomings and behaviours to someone else. 
So someone who knows that they need an accountability partner to be able to, you know, meet the goals that they have would need to be willing to give an honest account of what they're thinking, how they are feeling, what they have done that is great and what they've done that isn't great. They would need to be willing and able to share things that they see in themselves that are great and not great, their behavior. So for example, just a personal experience, having an accountability partner when shifting in my mindset and my thinking, I had to be very open. I had to be willing to share how I was feeling. You know, when I wasn't feeling too great, when I was feeling amazing, I had to be honest concerning my behaviors and my shortcomings when I would do something that isn't great. For example, you know, if I had planned to do something and I had let my accountability partner know, maybe let's just say film a podcast episode, for example, (laughs) I knew that if I didn't do it, I would need to share why I didn't do it. Was I wasting time? Why was I wasting time? Was I being lazy what was going on and so having someone to be accountable to made me more likely and more willing to be intentional with these tasks and these goals because I knew that I would have to give an account to someone about it and also having someone to speak to and process things through with also really helped so now I just wanted to talk about the ways in which accountability can take place. And from my own personal experiences, I have identified two ways accountability takes shape. And that is vertical accountability and horizontal accountability. And just to define in Sharon's terms, what vertical accountability is, that is basically a top-down approach where the person you're accountable to mainly takes the role of a nurturer and pours into you. Those you'll be accountable to in this dynamic would usually possess the wisdom in an area that you need to grow in. And they would usually impart this wisdom and assist you in your development journey as you grow in that specific area. You know, in this type of accountability structure, you're not necessarily friends with the person you're accountable to. And it usually takes on the form of a mentorship or coaching relationship and this can be formal or informal but it's like a teacher student relationship dynamic basically and now with horizontal accountability this is basically obviously a side-by-side approach where you're intentionally walking along and alongside another person who is also growing in the same or similar areas as you in this relationship dynamic you would usually pour into each other as well as learn together as you are in similar stages in life. You know, you'll both be pouring into each other, unlike with the vertical accountability where you would be more dependent upon the one you're accountable to. In the situation of horizontal accountability, you'll both equally be pouring into each other. There wouldn't be someone who is more dependent. You'll both be on an equal level, equal playing fields, basically. And this sort of accountability would be seen more amongst your friends and it would be commonly more informal. Basically, you would offer each other support, encouragement, and it's basically the reminder that you're not alone in all of this. So an example of this could be like you may be at uni and you have friends who are on your course and you have an assignment that, that you're all doing. And you may not even necessarily know that you're operating in horizontal accountability, but you guys would all be together doing this assignment, sharing ideas and sharing, you know, resources whilst encouraging each other 
and helping each other to stay motivated and not lose morale or momentum and just ensuring that you all get it done. Now with accountability, whether it be horizontal, whether it be vertical, I just wanted to include this important side note. And I will deal with this a lot more in the future when, you know, in future episodes, in future seasons, when we discuss relationships, whether it be platonic or whether it be um, romantic. But it's so important that you are aware of the purpose and the nature of your relationships. You know, it's very important to know what role you play in someone's life and what role someone else plays in your life. So you are spared from disappointment. And so you're able to actually make the most of that relationship and see that purpose of the relationship fulfilled. So it's so important that you are aware of the purpose and the nature of your relationships. And when you do find its purpose and when you do know the purpose, enforce its boundaries. Know who to go to for what. Know what people to ask the specific questions that you need to ask. Be wise and don't push boundaries. Don't go um, to someone for advice whose purpose in your life is not related to what you, you need right then. You know, it would be like you trying to go to your maths teacher for help with your English assignment. And your maths teacher could help you, but the help they would give wouldn't be near as good as it would be if you had just gone to an English teacher for help with the English assignment. Because at the end of the day, the maths teacher would be helping you through the lens of a mathematician. And that is not the lens you would need in that moment in time. For you to really know and be sure of what the nature and or purpose of your alignments or relationships are, it's so important that you take regular audits of the relationships that you have in your life. It's so important that you have time to reflect and think on these relationships and assess its purpose and just ask yourself certain questions like, why is this person in my life? Why am I in this person's life? What do our conversations look like? What is it that they possess that I need to grow in? Or what is it that we're both walking through right now in the case of if it's a horizontal relationship? When looking at the nature and purpose of your relationships, it's also important to remember that sometimes your relationships can change the nature of it, the purpose of it can change and develop over time. And so it's important that you are doing these regular audits and reflections so you're able to identify and be aware of the changes as they happen. Sometimes relationships can serve its purpose and it's not a bad thing. It just means that now you and this person are in different stages in your life where you can no longer serve each other. But it's so important that you know when a certain alignment has served its purpose. Because in this life, we need to be very intentional with the people that we walk with and the people that we allow into our life. Everything must have a purpose. Otherwise, you're wasting time and it's actually a dead weight and an open door to confusion, if not now, somewhere down the line. And so it's important to let go. And you're able to let go of relationships without it being negative. You don't have to hate them. You just close that door and it's like, okay. Failure to let go of relationships that have served its purpose, as mentioned earlier, could be an open door to confusion and could leave you open to receiving the wrong kind of advice. You know, yes, it's important that we are in community. Yes, it's important that we are accountable, but it's very important that you actually have the right voices speaking into your life and sometimes what is considered the right voice speaking into your life can change depending on the season that you're in or the season that they are in, whether it is horizontal or vertical in terms of the relationship dynamic. So I just wanted to mention that. 
if you know there's a relationship that shouldn't be in your life anymore, stop holding on to it. Let go of that dead weight. It spares you and the other person any kind of pain and just unnecessary drama. So as this episode draws to a close, yes, as it draws to a close, I just wanted to leave you with a few questions that you can reflect on and ask yourself. And I wanted to ask, do you currently have a support network? If not, why not? You know, you are already beginning to know the areas, or you may already know the areas that need to be shifted in your mindset and in your life. Who do you know that currently has the wisdom with tangible fruit in their life that could potentially walk alongside you? Once you identify that person, why not reach out to them and ask? And I say with fruit because, you know, it's not enough to just possess wisdom or knowledge without it being seen in your life. It must be seen in your life. If I'm in need of someone who is great with time management, for example, I don't want to just hear theories, but I want to see that you are diligent. I want to see that through your life that you are a person who knows how to manage their time. You know, how can someone really pour into you and really speak into your life and help you if what they claim they know is theory and not actually evident in their life? So that's why I say with fruit. Another question I wanted to leave you all with to think on is this. Are there some relationships currently in your life that are quite frustrating or just seem off? And once you've identified them, I want you to sit and reflect and ask yourself this. Could it be because the nature of that relationship has changed or because that relationship has actually served its purpose? And so, yeah, I just wanted to end this episode here. Obviously, the conversation doesn't need to end here. You can reach out and you can connect with me on Instagram at the Disses Podcast. Say hi to me, reach out, I don't buy. And yes, until next time. Bye.